and the DVE Morning Show. How was the Deutschtown Music Festival? Awesome, I'm sure. Uh, I didn't make it down because I went to see Corey Feldman on Friday night and wiped you really out. Really couldn't recover. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was Corey Feldman? Um, awful. Yeah, awful, re- like yeah, really real awful. Not even spectacularly awful. Like. Like entertainingly awful? So bad that it was funny, and then it went back to being really, really Tragic. bad. Tragic. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. we'll hear all about that. And I know mm. Randy was at the Deutschtown Music I had Festival. To, I so. had to recalibrate. I saw pictures. It looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, three minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. A mix of sun and clouds today. It's going to be more humid. There will be just a few showers. Much of the time not raining. The high is 82 Tonight, partly cloudy, humid, low 62. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, rather humid. The high is 84 in the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center. This is Kevin Benson. It's 65 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by GetGo. I'm Val Porter. Recovery teams in Arizona will continue their search today for a man who was swept away in a deadly flash flood. At least nine people, three adults and six kids, were killed when floodwater surged through a popular swimming hole about 80 miles northeast of Phoenix on Saturday. The Gila County Sheriff's Office says 14 members of a family were at that swimming hole when heavy rain sent a wall of water and debris downstream. Four people were able to be rescued. Two people are hospitalized following a boat accident on the Ohio River. Emergency officials say a boat crashed into a barge yesterday. The driver of that boat was taken to Allegheny General with injuries to his face. Officials say they think the barge was tied off and not active in the water when that accident happened. New data published this week reveals a high amount of a chemical called Phthalates, uh, they are in powdered cheese of boxed macaroni and cheese. The study showed that 29 out of 30 of the cheese products tested had the chemical present, but natural cheeses had the lowest amount, processed cheeses had the highest. Research done by the Coalition for Safer Food Processing and Packaging hasn't published their results yet. Phthalates are typically used in soaps, plastics, adhesives, and rubbers. The chemical is linked to fertility and behavioral issues, according to the National Institutes of Health. Uh, wait, oh, so those good. are bad things? Yeah, that's not yeah. good for you. Right? Not supposed to have uh, cleaning product chemicals in your mac and cheese. I, you know, honestly, as fancy as you get your mac and cheese, and there's a lot of them out there, lobster mac and cheese and the variety along that line. Sure. Uh, the high end, so I like to say. The crusted top. I don't enjoy any of them as much as I enjoy the stuff out of a box. <laughs> well, that's the worst for you. So the nat- It's unfortunate because it is the best. Really good. Real natural cheese. So Not so bad, we can but look it's for- that powdered orange yeah, the the cheese stuff I that's love. got the most What, you mean that neon green orange cheese that's in a bag for God <laughs> knows how long is not great for us? <laughs> uh, I like that the best, but so the stuff that's like in the foil bag that you like gloop out, like, <laughs> like that stuff is that, yeah, that that's also the worst. I don't uh, know how you use real cheese though, because well, if you make it from scratch, okay, yeah, so but you have to powderize uh... it. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, we probably eat a lot of things that are bad for us, and you have to oh, make yeah. choices. And giving up mac and cheese, well, I'm just not ready to do that. Every time I grill something, I think, wow, that black stuff's probably giving me cancer. 
I can. T- oh yeah, is that, that black stuff on the grill is giving me cancer. Mm. Probably. Ah, yes. well, this tastes great. Right. Exactly. The because it's supposed to. The carcinogens are in the burned part. Oh. So if you burn something, <laughs> and I was thinking that was the good part. Like I killed everything in this. It yeah. can't be bad. Right. Nah. <laughs> Got B.O.? Well, there is now an app for that. Japanese tech company Konica Minolta, or Konica, Konica, the camera? Eh, Konica. Eh, whatever. Minolta has created a device called Kunkun Body that, when pressed behind your ear, analyzes your bacteria and sweat to determine if you stink or not. Then sends the data to your smartphone so you can sneak off to the nearest bathroom and reapply your deodorant if you need to. Company has no plans to sell the device outside of Japan yet, but chances are you'll be able to get one online very soon. War for the Planet of the Apes tops the box office uh, after a strong debut weekend. The film rolled out an estimated 57 million in ticket sales in the U.S. and Canada. Spider-Man: Homecoming second with 45 million in box office receipts, and Despicable Me, Baby Driver, and The Big Sick rounded out the top five. David Gilmour is gearing up to release his new concert film live at Pompeii. Gilmour released the trailer for his new project ahead of its debut screening in theaters and worldwide on September 13th. The project features a guitarist over two nights in July 2016 at Pompeii Amphitheater Amphitheater in the shadow of Mount Vesuvius. It's where he delivered the first ever rock performances played to an audience in the ancient Roman amphitheater. If you want to check out the trailer, you can find it on the morning show page at dve.com. And a couple celebrity deaths to report this morning. Legendary actor Martin Landau has died. The actor known for his roles in North by Northwest and Ed Wood died Saturday after suffering complications during a short hospital stay at UCLA Medical Center. He was 89 years old. Landau earned Best Supporting Actor Oscar for uh, in 1994 for his role in Ed Wood. He earned award uh, Academy Award nominations for his roles in 1988's Tucker, The Man and His Dream, and 1989's Crimes and Misdemeanors. Landau also was known for his role in the Mission Impossible TV series in the 60s. And legendary horror film director George Romero has died at the age of 77. The LA Times reporting the Night of the Living Dead filmmaker died in his sleep after a brief battle with lung cancer. Of course, we know he spawned the zombie film craze with his 1968 cult classic. Uh, The film resulted in several sequels, including Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and Land of the Dead. Among the New York natives' other film projects were 1973's The Crazies and 81's Night Riders. Uh, He was born in New York. He went to CMU, and of course many of his movies filmed here in the Pittsburgh area kind of started the genre right here. So uh, George Romero dead at the age of 77. Human today, clouds and sun, chance of a shower, thunderstorm, temperatures in the low 80s. It's 63 at DVE. Well, we're going to talk a lot about the life of George Romero with Carl Kurlander. He's, uh, of course, from uh, the Pittsburgh uh, um, uh, Steel Town Entertainment, and, uh, which is basically the group that brings all of the TV shows and movie productions in the town. Well, helps to foster that creativity. He's not, not the film office, which helps bring people into town. Carl is part of the creation of stuff here in town. George uh, Romero had to be the first one to 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 make a picture that went national well, from they ju- Pittsburgh. They just celebrated him on April 30th, I think. Oh, that's Remember right. Remember Carl was yeah. in here talking about mm-hmm. it? Yep. Uh, so they just had a big thing in his honor only a couple of months ago. Uh, and so we'll have Carl in to talk about the legacy of George Romero. Also, Scott Simmons from Scarehouse. So I want to talk about zombies with him and about how we basically, because of George Romero, 
are ground zero for zombies. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is zombie mm-hmm. town. Uh, also, Jerry Dulac's going to talk about Marvis, uh, Martavis Bryant and the receiving core. And Martavis acting zombie like, mm-hmm. like just an idiot. And um, not exactly sure what he's doing. He's just not a emotionally composed young man yet. Uh, but he's gone through a lot of uh, tribulations, as it were. How old is he? Like 25? 25, yeah, 24. 25. 25. Young kid. Jameson Tyon, another young kid. He'll be joining us uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, too. Always love talking with JMO. That's on the way in honor of that uh, upcoming live at Pompeii. Little David Gilmore. Pink Floyd. To get you going this morning, it's the DVE Morning Show. Rush. Tom Sawyer. Highly recommend... Tom Sweet. The Rush documentary. Which Still doesn't it open that. here in Pittsburgh? The documentary opens in Pittsburgh? Or no? It, well, it's it doesn't just open. It's like, because it, it opens with them in high school. Oh, okay. You get to see uh, what did Getty, Getty Lee, Lee look like in high school. He was a ladies' man. Getty Weintraub. What's his name? I have no idea. I don't know what his real name is. His last name's Weintraub. I can't remember. His first name's actually Getty, but... Uh, yeah, you see them kind of in high school, and somehow they got footage of, like, Alex Lifeson at the dinner table, and he's, like, Russian. His family's, like, over on the boat. Uh-huh. Everyone says the boat. They probably took a plane. But you know what I mean. At that point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. at that point, like, 1970s. Yeah, probably didn't have to boat. Be really dumb if they did. Better if ways to travel by then. Let's go from Moscow to Toronto? I mean, that's... there's. They they flew. Anyhow, can he's you at, see Moscow from Toronto's house? I can. Uh, for some reason, Alex Lyson, there's video of him as a teenager at the dinner table at his family. Like, and he's like, I don't care. I'm not going to do the stuff you guys want me to do. I'm going to play guitar. I'm a rock and roll guy. And he's like a hippie <laughs> looking dude, kind of mm-hmm. like like long hair. And his parents are like traditional Eastern European. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got straight laced. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I need Were to his watch parents at like that, that meeting with Donald Jr. I think so. I think it just came out. Alex Lyson's parents were also at the meeting with Donald Trump Jr., yes. But, like, there's nothing illegal about Alex Lyson's parents being there. Nothing illegal at all. No. You need to to watch more stuff like that. Yeah. Why? No, I was just, uh, you guys were talking about The Wire off. I watch all these dark, criminal... Well, the wire's not a feel good. Sad. I know. That's why I'm saying I I should not start watching the wire because I need to watch. <laughs> more. Watch music documentaries because even the ones on bands you don't give a crap about are fun. Yeah, I should do that because some of them are hilarious. But I always get sucked into the documentaries about how awful the planet is right now. And oh I, yeah, I already how we're all doomed. Yeah, I know we're doomed. That's why I'm trying to watch stuff to remind me that we're not doomed. <laughs> like Rush, well, we still are. You just. Put it out of your mind I know for a we're while. doomed. Yeah, it's it helps me stop thinking about it nonstop. Right. I don't need reinforcement on that. That's why that show. What is it? The Keepers. Yes, yeah. I'm never watching that. Yeah, you you don't need to. And there's some other. It's docu- really interesting, but you don't need to see that. There's another documentary about some like a guy like the Ethan or something like that. I don't know. On Netflix, it's like a movie about some kid who was killed by his girlfriend. Oh no! Uh, I don't know. What Finding Adam is. or something like that. I don't know. That must be newly added. Uh, it's it's a a couple of years old, but it always pops up. So, everyone's like, "Oh, it's so depressing. You have to watch it." Like that <laughs> doesn't. Know. That's like going, "Oh, this is terrible. Try it." 
It'll make you never want to leave your house. You ha- you have to see it. Yeah. Right. Is it just me that's interested in stuff like that? Or no. That no, way? they put no. it on there for a reason. People love the depressing. That's why sometimes I have to watch Alice or the Waltons. or Early to rise, early to bed. Something to chase making a murderer. Val singing Land of Lavin. You know it's going to be a good Monday morning. <laughs> Sports coming up next. Uh, Mike Pursuit is on vacation all week long, which is why you were unable to find Skull at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Slack will have your sports when we return. DVE. No matter what home improvements you're working on, start with Lowe's. Lowe's has great prices on everything. All right, Mike Pursuit is on vacation this week. Randy Slack filling in with a sports update for you now on DVE. What's up, Slack? Well, the Pirates took two or three over the weekend against the Cardinals, including yesterday's walk-off win. Uh, the Cards walked David Freeze to get a lefty-on-lefty matchup, and Adam Frazier coming through with his first walk-off of his career. Walk-off weekend. Yeah, got the walk-off Friday night. Not so much on a Saturday. The thing that sucks is when you play a team that's ahead of you and you take two or three, you think you're really catching them, but really you're only gaining a game. A game. So it's like, eh. But they're... At least they got it. They're in the hunt, absolutely. You, you, you need If you can win two or three every series, you'll stay in the hunt. They're uh, seven back from the... Uh, uh, seven back from the uh, Milwaukee Brewers are in town this week. Yeah, that's the that's the main problem is the Brewers keep winning. Yeah. They've kind of been on fire. Well, you've got a four-game series. So if you can take three or four, you're catching two games on those guys. And hopefully you're only a half game behind St. Louis. You can start to jump them. And now the wild card's back in the picture because the Diamondbacks and the uh, – the, yeah, they're still the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks and the Rockies mm-hmm. – have been stinking lately. They've been falling back to earth. So the wild card, you're only eight games back now. Where like a month ago you were fifteen back. It yeah. Like so, that's great. Forty four and forty eight, half game behind the Cardinals, seven behind the Brewers. Uh, speaking of the Brewers, are in town for four against the Buccos. Chad Cool takes the mound tonight against Brett Suter. Cool's last seven outings, he's posted a three point five ERA. I don't want to take credit for that, but um, I'm going to take credit for that. Uh, the Pirates will follow Chad Cool with uh, Yvonne Nova, Garrett Cole, and Jameson Tyone. So, after you get past Chad Cool, you get the three best starters for your Pirates. Yeah, they're going to need it. Uh, Josh Harrison had the day off yesterday. He was the Pirates' lone All Star, and he's only hit a buck nineteen in July. Yeah, he's struggled halfway through the month. Not, not great. Frazier, who struggled going into the All Star break, has been playing a little bit better. So. Maybe if they can get firing on all cylinders here. Yeah, he's only had five hits in his last however many at-bats, and three of those hits were against the Cubs that one night, that 14-3 blowout. Yeah, Harrison? Yeah. Yeah, he's he struggled. It's a shame. He said he's on the verge. He's on the verge. Wow. Hopefully. Uh, the Cubs' acquisition of Jose Quintana is already paying dividends. Quintana getting 12 strikeouts to this Cubby debut. And the uh, Cubs might not be done. They're reportedly in talks with the Oakland A's about righty Sonny Gray. That was the biggest the biggest hurdle right now for the Chicago Cubs is starting pitching. And they got one, and now they might be getting another one. And they might be making their move that we all thought, and we've all been waiting for them to make the move on the NL Central. Uh, the Steelers have until 4 o'clock today to sign Le'Veon Bell to a long-term contract if the two sides cannot come to an agreement. Bell will make $12.12 million this year. 
Four million more than any other running back in the NFL. But he still wants the long-term security. He's not going to get it. Right, yeah. Unlike Kirk Cousins, who can get crazy amounts of money with the franchise tag, as a quarterback, obviously you're not getting hit nearly as much as Le'Veon Bell is. He wants to get that money long-term, but... $12.2 $12.2 million, not bad, and the Steelers do have the opportunity next year they can franchise him again. If they do franchise tag him again next season, he would make 120% of his salary for this year. So he would make about $16 million next year. A big number for Le'Veon Bell. But again, as we, we've been saying, he wants to get that long-term deal. Our Roger Federer won his ninth Wimbledon title, becoming the only only the second player in open history not to lose a set. It's Federer's 19th major victory overall. The guy's unbelievable. Man. I mean, I know he's got to be getting up there in age too at this point. Yeah, he's 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 been around a while, but just the the way that that guy plays, he's great. Uh, Gabrine Margarutha, I hope I said that uh, properly. Uh, went through both Williams sisters to win the women's title on the women's side. And O.J. Simpson's parole hearing is this Thursday, and it'll air live on ESPN. So if you want to see, if you want to see O.J. Simpson trying to get out of jail at age seventy, you Every, can watch it. <laughs> everything from the '90s is new again. Yeah, an O.J. verdict. They're going to air it live. Coming down ESPN. the park. It's going to be live on yeah. ESPN and reportedly on. Other networks. I don't know what the other networks are. Is Court Pro- TV still a network? I don't think so. They maybe, might. Maybe the, it is. Man, that trial put them on the map. They might bring it back for this. Oh, God. You know, George Romero made a documentary about OJ. Did he really? He did a bunch of shorts about big sports celebrities. OJ was one of them. Irony there, the king of horror films. Doing a biopic short little uh, film on Orenthal. By the way, he also did them on Bettis and uh, Franco Mean Harris. Joe Green, yeah. Franco. Not Bettis, I'm sorry. Franco uh, and Rocky, uh, Rocky Blyer. Blyer. Yeah. Cool stuff. Awesome. Because he didn't make any money from Night of the Living Dead. You know how he got screwed out of that, right? They didn't copyright it. Oh, the worst. Sideshow. And we'll be talking more about George Romero later this morning. Is that it, Slack? That's that's pretty much it. That's sports. Pat, what do you got coming up top of the hour? Well, uh, speaking of Wimbledon, Slack just mentioned that if you like tennis, you probably have a good sex life. We'll talk about it coming up. My mom used to play a lot of tennis, and then she had a shirt that said something like that, never fall in love with a tennis player because to them love means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I never understood when I was a kid. I'm like... Why are, why are tennis players cold, heartless people, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> it's a play on words, honey. Why do you play sports with cold, heartless people? <laughs> Mama O'Reilly. EVE. It's the DV Morning Show. On the way, we'll be talking with Carl Curlander from Sealtown Entertainment and Scott Simmons from Scarehouse about... George Romero, the passing of a legend yesterday, who put Pittsburgh and zombies on the map with Night of the Living Dead. Also, Jerry Dulac, going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver situation. Martavis saying he wants to sit down with Ben. I think he should just sit down himself. 
<laughs> worry about catching the ball. But, you know, with uh, the drafting of a, a high-profile wide receiver, what does that mean for the core of guys who are already touted as being pretty damn good? Also, Jamison Tyon, uh, stud from the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, had a rough one this weekend. But the Buccos still win the series and stay in contention. You know, coming back out of the All-Star break, things are looking a lot sunnier. Hanging around. The, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates than they had been leading up to that point. So we'll talk a little bit about that with Jameson coming up at 9.30 this morning. Billy Joe, Trey Cool, Mike Dern- Green Day. I saw them when they were at the Pete earlier this year with Against Me. Is that the name? Rise Against? I always get Rise Against and Against Me mixed up. The one with the transgender uh, lead singer. Don't know. Against me? Yeah. Uh, they were really good. Uh, Green Day was outstanding. They're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Is he the shortest best front man? <laughs> I don't know. The most front man Brian per John's inch? Not, Brian Johnson's not very tall. Really? No, he's all those guys are not. I know Malcolm was really short. I Malcolm didn't... and Angus and Brian's probably 5'8". Five 5'8"? Eight. Five eight. Corey five Feldman's nine, pretty small. All right, we're going to talk about Bill Crawford's uh, <laughs> Corey Feldman experience. He went and saw Corey Feldman at the Hard Rock on Friday night. I was at the Deutschtown Music Festival this past weekend. Oh, so you're going to rub it in my face that you chose good music? No. <laughs> I want to. I just want to hear your experience. So uh, that's on the way. And uh, I'll tell you about what was an outstanding weekend on the north side. And just uh, Pittsburgh really putting its best foot forward this past weekend. Plus, we're talking George Romero with Carl Curlander from Steeltown Entertainment Project and Scott Simmons, Steeltown uh, had a big uh, gala in which they honored George Romero just a couple of months ago that was uh, relatively star-studded. And Scott Simmons, of course, who runs the Scare House, which wouldn't be around if not for George Romero. Do you guys, like, ever think about that? The impact impact of Night of the Living Dead yeah, on popular culture. He created the rules for zombies. Mm-hmm. The zombie rules are because of him. <laughs> yep. Got to shoot it in the head. It bites you. You're a zombie. And just to think like how little money they had at the time. $100,000 they made that film for, which was relatively nothing. Yeah. And I love how it's his career is so intertwined with the Steelers. Yeah. It's so Pittsburgh. 1968. Something else happened that year. Uh, just a callback, uh, Billy Joe from uh, Green yeah. Day, 5'7". Brian Johnson is 5'5". Five five. Oh, is he that short? Angus Young is 5'4", and Malcolm is 5'2". 5'2"? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like a mini kiss. <laughs> I met them once. It was like they were elves. They were running around. You thought they should be serving you cookies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll be right back. Fowl's got news. What are you talking about? Uh, tennis fans have a better sex lives. All right. And Lev Bell, will he or won't he today get the deal he's asking for? Uh, spoiler alert. Won't. Won't. The perfect show for those who have an adventurous appetite. Right now, I'm going to eat. The DVE Electric.